0: Oh, so, I leave for your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come pick it with me and my imagination. In my imagination. Well, sometimes my
1: mind. Welcome to Each Sleep Run Repeat, episode 72, the running podcast for the average runner. Heaps to talk about today. Um, Gold Coast Marathon was on the weekend, but you're here with me, Wooly? Spartan Sparling. yeah, and Nathan Barden. Oh, how are we all like feeling, boys. I'm pretty walking wounded, but I'm getting around slowly. Good. Good. I I was walking. I've been walking, not too bad, you know. The quads were
2: hurt the most, but I have to say, I reckon it's the super shoes, eh? Like they just your calves are, um, especially the Alphas and the Adidas. My calves are really good, but I tell you what really hurts, and it started hurting at about twenty five k. I managed to keep going with it. Um, was um the on my left foot, where I'd having a bit of trouble with my tendon, the Achilles, is the behind the inside of the ankle. It's called the tibialis um, posterior tendinopathy. Where it just gets sore. But I actually over the last day of walking on it, it's actually freed up and not too bad. But that was just that was just aching. I don't know if it's oh, it's running a marathon in it.
3: <laughs> but that coming good. How are you coming coming into the weekend? You're all, you're all good and ready to go.
2: Me, yeah, yeah. I'd actually had a bit of a poor week's sleep. Yeah. In that, um, I was out late doing a few things. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I'd had to, a bit of messed up sleep, and then we thankfully were staying at a friend's house. and I was a bit worried about the mattress, so I took another my camping mattress to put over the top of it if it had trouble. But it actually, well, I slept really well, and Matilde slept really well as well. Yeah. Um, I had that thing I wake up at four o'clock in the morning and I just can't get back to sleep because my brain's
4: yeah. like...
2: so, but but I had a good night's sleep. The Friday night and Saturday, I had a good solid hour, four hours sleep, and then sort of like twilighted a bit for another four hours. But we went to bed early. We're like eight o'clock, eight nine o'clock. We were going to bed. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah,
3: you get the massage and everything done like you had planned. The week from-
2: before, the Friday before, I had massage. I think on
1: Nick Woolley's um, eleven a.m. spot. <laughs> uh, <Good. at laughs> I couldn't get in with him, but I, he he actually offered me that spot, and I was like. <laughs> and i don't want to go up there and then him sneezing all over me he was was a
2: little bit crook actually he wasn't i was like and then i thought i was getting crook because you know like and i think you bring it on because you're like oh oh no this i am i was gargling with iodine and then matilde thought she was over getting a bit sick and she was getting over um her period and so it was like there was a bit of forced we had a bit of forced like taper because i was a bit tired um and I just went. Oh, I just don't feel motivated to to go and go for a run. So I just went for a few little five k runs, um, and uh, yeah, yeah. I did twelve k on Saturday. What finding Matildon and running back with Matilde. Um, yeah, that
3: was a shakeout.
2: That out, was I my mean, little shakeout twelve k shakeout yeah, yeah. shake run. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we. I'm glad that I went on the Saturday morning because it was it was the car was like covered in condensation. It was freezing cold. When it was like eight degrees. I nearly crashed into another car. I didn't see it down the side. It was, you know, like, I'm doing 60 and it came flying up the side of me because it wasn't there, then it was. And um, But it was good to know where we had to park, walk down to the start, all that nervous stuff that, you know, yeah. and you sort of familiar. Once you get familiar with things, like walking into the boxing ring for the first time, and it it's like nervous, but once you get used to it, practice. And um, I think that just really helped settle the nerves. So the next morning it was like, oh, yeah, we know where we're going. I'm going to park here again. Um, I won't give away my excellent parking spot. <laughs> but,
1: that, uh, that's that's kind of what I was more nervous about. I was more nervous about like yeah. getting there, you know, doing something like for getting there and forgetting my race belt or forgetting my shoes breakfast. or something. You know, and, like getting, something and, and having
2: breakfast, I worry about my blood sugar because it does that peak and then down and I've sort of worked out a strategy. I'm going to try to maybe overcome that. And that's yeah. what the problem is. I, I knee jerk reaction had again, too much insulin. Um,
4: it's, to mean, it's been nearly high. the
3: same for every event
2: it has and I think it's the nerves kicking and I take my insulin because I'll tell you what happened I woke up and I wasn't feeling that hungry and I thought if I take my injection and I can't eat I'm going to have to force myself to eat because I've taken the insulin so what I did was I waited till I finished breakfast to see how much I ate and then I injected for that and obviously <laughs> then it was catching so it, 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 there's, a, there's a there's a lapse you know there's a lag in yeah. the time So what I'm going to do is get up and have insulin and then wait till that's because it takes 15 minutes to kick in and then it's starting, whereas sugar usually breaks down and starts working pretty quick in the food. So I might change maybe my food again and then uh, inject before to give myself enough time so there's less lag, so it'll be flatter rather than that big peak and then the crash.
3: To be fair, like back back when we were training, because you were doing the... um, Noosa. Noosa Noosa Ultra like last year, you you were training and you were showing me what that all did and showing me the graph. And I reckon your Brisbane your Brisbane Trail Ultra as well as your Noosa Marathon and uh, the Noosa the Noosa Trail they all they all all those graphs that you like the same as same. the weekend they all look exactly same. the same, eh? Yeah. It's like it's just a massive peak up around like twenty five or something, nerves and it down and goes lower and then comes up again.
2: Nerves the caffeine. Um... The good thing about getting up that early is my back doesn't hurt. <laughs> um, but yeah. the caffeine, I think, is a, is a little bit, causes insulin resistance and you've got a bit of a lag before it then kicks. It's
3: when then it's then dropping, it. How when that big drop happens, how far is that over? Is that just over three hours or whatever? Is that over, no, that's over three like three an hour? An it's hour. over like
2: an hour. Bang.
3: Yeah. Well, comes pretty quick. And then at the end, it sort of levels out, but it sort of comes back up slightly again.
2: I managed to get a hold of it and it wasn't until I had that drink that uh, was strategically placed with with Lee at 16K. Mm. So I got that into me. It was like 70-odd grams of carbohydrate in that. And um, that helped then settle it. And I didn't have to, because I, I time I got to him, I'd done like two or three gels, uh, two gels and a packet of those energy chews. So my gut was a bit dodgy, but I had the Iberogast in that bottle with him as well. So that was my second dose. I knew that would help settle my stomach. And it did. I just yeah. made sure I didn't drink too quickly um, and um, swig it around <laughs> in my mouth. So right. just, when it gets to that
3: lowest point, right? You're like bottomed out nearly, I think, on the little graph. It's like, is that like yeah. four or something or 3.6 or something like that?
2: I'll, I'll just look to tell you well, how. How, like,
3: are you, how are you feeling at that stage? Like You're still running Oh, it, oh like,
2: I'm all right. I, I, the worry is, the, is that it doesn't want to. The worry is it keeps going. And what I actually did was I ended up, you know, like it's better. You know, they say, um I was like, I'd rather not know than know. So I stopped testing for a while. But then what it does is when you when you tap it, it then gives you the readings every five minutes. So that bottomed out about six and a half mm. millimoles and then went back up to like it started because I remember it leveling out a bit. I felt it level out. Um, it was about nine. I think it went to 10 and it slowed down. It was like 9.7. I went, oh, I love, it's got a, I've got a little handle on it. I've just got to make sure I don't eat too quickly. And it bottomed out at six point something and then, then started going back up. So, um, you know, I was, I was glad that, okay, I can, I can sort of maintain, maintain this. Um, and then, you know, I should be all right. just got, and I knew Matilda had the bot, another bottle of, you know, a lot of carbohydrate in it and I'll get the jelly beans and stuff. She went and bought some more just in case there was like a, and then, do you know what I was doing? As I was running along the road, this is how your mind works. I'm looking at all the gels, going because there's quite a few were unopened. I was going, I'm going to have to pick one of these up and I'm going to bang one of these gels. And then I saw someone's water Robin bottle on the side Ovo of the road. Style. Yeah, they or, or, or like oh, up I'll cigarette get,
1: butts. Yeah,
2: yeah, I'll get the rest out of it. But there was quite a few of those fixed ones on the floor. People had dropped them and not, obviously not used them. Yeah. I grabbed two of those. I never, I never used one. And I saw someone had thrown a water bottle with a gel still wrapped to it, unused. I was like, Oh, I could have had that. It's like you know when you're driving down the highway and you need a piss, and you go, oh, I'm gonna have to stop somewhere for a pee. What should I go here? Where am I gonna where gonna go? It was like, Oh, is that a gel? Is that a gel unopened? Oh, I might have that one. <laughs> That's how I was working on. That'll save me, It would have
1: saved me, but yeah, I was all right. That's was
3: cool. Funny.
1: What did you do this week, Steve? Because you obviously didn't run the um, Gold Coast Marathon, but you've been smashing your training.
3: Yeah, I was just trying to keep everything consistent with the rest day. So um, every week I am just trying to work a rest day in just to make sure I give my legs a full day to recover. So, yeah, after I did um mega run Sunday beforehand, I did a, a zone two run just in the, um, in the afternoon after I woke up. got 7K at 455 pace somehow or other my, my heart rate's just going really well at the moment yeah good so 455 four my average heart rate for that run um is like wow. 131 oh, that's weird so the next day i did another one in the afternoon and i did 13 almost 13 and a half k um it, it was a lot hillier i run down to petrie down to where the striders did their workout down at um the mill there yeah. And then I so I did the long way back down that way along the train line pathway, and then I worked my way back up the main road. And it is a back up the Petrie Hill there, I'm pretty sure most people that ride bikes have done that hill, and I and I run it pretty hard. And at mm, the end of that, it's a killer, isn't it? It's a killer, man. Like oh, a I did it the other week. And I think when I first started running, I couldn't make it to the top of that, top of that hill without stopping, eh? And just the legs, <laughs> <deep> oh <down laughs> really? And just, yeah, and get to talking, go damn it! But I pushed up there, and then um got to the end and that was a cooler day i think it was just a really stiff breeze um
2: i did that a couple of weeks ago didn't i like uh, yeah. two weeks out from the marathon yeah and, uh, yeah it's a slog even yeah. on a bike i used to remember when we used to cycle up there but yeah, yeah running it is um
3: and um i, I had this little game because i started and as i was going up past where the the train station is i worked my way around the traffic because that time the afternoon was about 4 30 there was heaps of traffic and there was a tesla like a blue tesla And every time they take off, the Tesla would go probably about 100 metres ahead of me and it gets stopped again. So then I'd catch it by running. So I'm going to beat this Tesla to the top of the hill. So I ended up getting up to the water tower just before the Tesla took off and went around the corner past the Red Dog service station there. And I beat it. I was like, yes.
0: So all the way back from
3: probably a K or whatever, um, every 100 metres I'd catch it and then it'd go past me again. It's made the effort. And even with that bit of effort, my average heart rate that day was 125. So. Yeah, that was for like um a bit slower. That was five oh seven pace, but the, all the kilometers were a bit slower except for the end where I was running up the hill a bit harder. But um yeah, was, the heart rate is going well. So after pulling up from that, I thought I'd take all my um running gear to work and I did another trail. I did just uh you know, where the Blackwater track veers off up South Boundary Road there. So as you go up past centre road, then hell hole you go down yep. a bit further and there's black I think it's blackwater. There's black soil. To- black soil sorry and then you turn around and go back into black we soil. do it
2: on um we did it the brisbane trail ultra which is this weekend and then yeah. we did it in uh the brisbane trail marathon yeah hellhole then black soil and it goes on on forever as you're going heading south out of it it yeah. goes on and on and on and it's terrible yeah
3: so basically i run i thought oh, i'll see where that is because the name keeps coming up in all these events that they're having there at the moment and um so I ran up there. it was 13, 13 a bit k's. So I did thirteen k's and turn around at the black nice. soil um thing back to the car park. So I did twenty six k total, and that was nine hundred and forty five meters elevation. Mm. So it's a weird thing that South Boundary Road, because if you look at it on a graph, it doesn't feel like you're going up and up and up and up. It's sort of because you you sort of um you got a little pinch down and then the longer climb up, and on the way back you got a longer climb up and a pinch down does that make sense so you're on yep. the way down you it's you, you do probably about half the elevation on the way back than what you did on the way up so I think it was 600 meters of elevation on the way up and then 345 on the way down so it's roughly about right so yep. just over half I think we did that when we did the full for to the tops like a thousand meters and then it was six yeah. 600, 600 on the way back or something
2: yeah yeah it's surprising you think you're coming down but there's a lot of quite a lot of climbing you're yeah back down because you go back up down. yeah
3: exactly so I did that but on, gradually
2: uh, you do come down
3: yeah yeah I did that wednesday and then thursday I did a, a 9k just a jog recovery at like 523 average and again that's like heart rate again is just really low eh? I don't know I f- I'm feeling really fit I don't know whether it's my average heart rate for that 9k run was 118 it's, oh. it's crazy man so Mate, that's at you're 523 just starting
1: to reap the rewards of just months of consistent good work hey
3: it finally feels I don't know um I think Paul Goulet said to just stick out these runs, he said one day it'll just click and then you'll notice everything's coming too, like the pace and everything feels like it's all come together. The pace is quicker, the heart rate's lower, and it's all working. And um, yeah, that was just a flat run and there was just a little bump at the start of it, but other than that, it was pretty flat. On Friday, I did 12K. It was just a 1K warm-up and 10K tempo because I'm thinking all these lower runs are still going to throw tempo in there to get the legs moving. So I just did 10k at like um, 440 pace, and then 1k warm up, 1k cool down, and um, it's weird, eh? Because like even even for that run, they're all like 444, 43, 42, 35, 37, 47, so they're all sort of around that 440 average, and um, I thought I'll see what the heart rate is for that, and at the end of that, the average heart rate was 134 over 12k. It's so like, low. yeah, weird, eh? It's just that's like I said, it's just coming out of nowhere. I'm feeling really fit and recovering from each run day to day and recovering pretty well. Do you get a big, big
2: running on Sunday?
1: Be careful now.
3: Yeah. Only, well, after next weekend, there'll only be two weeks to go. So a bit of a taper. I think I'll probably only have one more big run in me on the trails, and then I'll just be turning the legs over, just keeping yeah, everything going. Before. Yeah. I think two weeks is probably good for the, the amount we're gonna be doing, like 53k. And just for the elevation, you want to have your legs as fresh as possible, I imagine.
2: And um, you—you've um, just missed hundred k again this week.
3: Yeah, I was just I said to Steve. I've been trying to keep it around that ninety-eight. I did ninety-eight two weeks ago, and then ninety-six, and then ninety-six again. But Sunday was me rest day, and like I said to someone, I should just because oh. I did six days in a row, and I thought, well, the rest days rotated to this weekend. Shake out. Know, I could have just went out and jogged three and a half k to hit the hundred, but what's the point? Didn't, I've already done all the training no. for the week. There's no reason to do it.
1: But only I, Strava and that.
3: Yeah. I and mean, I just let it go. I just had a rest day that day. So
1: smart but, move. Yeah.
3: On, um, on Saturday, straight after work, we did the 29k out to um basically from the inaugural car park there. We went all the way over to the start line of the Guzzler. So the, the finish, basically. And we did the finish and then the start. So coming up Mahogany track and then back down through. <laughs> Um, the tracks back to e-brake where you break down and then you do a, a clockwise yeah. loop of a nogger. So we just back, back down e-brake and then did the, the the circuit back to the start. Um, that where was is the name.
2: start of the guzzler and the half guzzler? Uh,
3: the, the half yeah. guzzler starts at a <laughs> nogger and goes back to the same finish line as me. <gasps> so they start over, I think up Mount Ebo break somewhere. So um, um, you, where are you cactus. parking
2: for it at the park and ride?
3: No, no, we, we start over at um at Mount Cutha So it takes off oh, at the car park. You know where the checkpoint was that you and I run through yep, for the yep. BTU?
2: By the Botanical um, Gardens almost, isn't it?
3: No, it's the one where <laughs> we went through and had to sit down around that heater. So where yeah, Steve okay. and everyone was waiting, it's that big car park. And that's the start Check for
2: the, five, uh, six.
3: checkpoint five or six, yeah. Yeah. But that big car park—that's the start and the finish for the Guzzler. and that's the finish for the Twenty One. They start over at Anogga, and then they do basically the reverse of our start and finish there. So,
2: is that where you finish?
3: Yeah. So you I start and full, finish there. I do a full loop. Yeah, I basically do a loop. So down, um, you go down from Mount Cutha down to E-brake and then you do you chuck a left and go the reverse loop of the you know the Inogra Reservoir loop. And then we come out at the toilet block up from tre- Trek to Trek House there. Yeah. Then basically we head straight back the other way and go up Mount Ebo Break, down through Hellhole, back along South Boundary Road, and then go down Gold Creek and do a loop of that back up Gold uh-huh. Creek Trail, and then go south boundary and exit back to, um, yeah, back out to Mount Cutha, and you go up Kakoda and then basically straight across the middle of, um, the Mount Cuther Mountains there and come back out there. So, so we did that. I did that with a couple of, one of the guys is doing it, Daniel, um, and Peter joined us. Peter Peter did it. He did a 1,000 metres, and he hasn't run for like four weeks, man. I don't know how his legs would be feeling. But at the end of it, he um, he got through it all pretty easy for someone that probably only run maybe about seven or eight k's over the last three weeks. Far out.
2: Is he doing the race or not? No.
3: He just no, joined okay. in for a bit of fun. Right. Who, who was that, of- Steve? Uh, Peter John, he, him and Daniel live at North Lakes and they run together. And because Daniel's doing the guzzles, I Pete joined in. Um, when we started <laughs> when we started on Saturday morning, it was five degrees. Oh. Yeah, fresh. yeah, I remember. And they were just about to take off. And I said, if I'm there, I'm there from work. And when I got there, they were just about to take off. And they stood there. And while I was putting my shoes on, I look over and everyone's like, they're <laughs> just shivering, like ready to go. Because they had just got out of the car and were ready to go. They had to wait another five minutes. And I had gloves on, man. When you're running and your hands are still cold and Peter had no gloves on. And I said, how hey, are your hands, man? He goes, I don't know. I can't even feel them. Yeah. Yeah, it's Bloody hell.
1: Mate, when I did that, um, that park run out of, uh, the winery there. Oh called? yeah. It would been cold Mount, up
3: there. Mount me yeah. there, the by
1: ocean no. view. The ocean view. Yeah. yeah. I had my, um, two XU gloves on, which are really thick Yeah, and my hands were freezing in yeah. them with them gloves on and i was just thinking these are doing nothing like oh they they're still numb. doing something if you yeah. didn't
3: have them on man bloody hell it didn't weird feel thing like you... they were
1: doing anything you know
3: it's a weird thing like you could take the gloves off after about three or four k because your body temperature rises and your hands aren't cold anymore but then mm. when we were running along i just left them on i said i i'm so bad for stacking it like i don't want to stack it and if i fall my hands at work I can't really cover them up. So you've got all these open wounds and things like that. So I so said, I'm just going to wear them anyway. And then when we're running along, I'm thinking, geez, it's still cold. The wind was just, once we got over to Mount Cooter and went up the top, the wind coming from, must have been the west, from the Western freeway direction. It was just blowing straight through me. Eh? I was like, holy crap, it's just cold again. But I started off with a long sleeve shirt on and after about 10 Ks took it off. And I reckon without that, I would have froze, I reckon, that morning. That's bloody cold. I'm assuming if it, the weather stays similar to this, it'll be cold like that for the guzzler. Um, yeah. So I might do something similar again. Just
2: see what happens with the rain.
3: Take something off. A...
1: You freezing up a bit there, Steve. Like your video is freezing and we've lost <laughs> him on audio think... now. Shit.
2: Lost him.
3: Hold, hold on a second.
1: There we go.
2: Woolly, how was um, how was your week leading up to the marathon?
1: Um, yeah, I was like doing my, um, my taper wasn't really anything uh, like sort of out of the ordinary you think I did. I think I was doing like 30 minute runs and then Tuesday and Thursday, I did a slightly, you know, sort of like short session. Wednesday, I did 30 minutes with 10 minutes at marathon. i sorry. Thursday, I did 30 minutes with 10 minutes in the middle at marathon pace. And then just thirty minutes, thirty minutes, twenty minutes, but the day before, and then yeah, that was the race. Do, do you want to get into the marathon now? Yeah, mate, you get into. Are you there, uh, yeah. are you there you Steve? Or are you frozen? Yeah, we can't even hear him. He must be resetting his um. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he's not gone. Here, yeah, come back. Oh, here. Well, we'll get into the um to the Gold yeah. Coast. Um, but before we get into it, I should, just for the listeners, um. If you listen to the bonus show of Dave Ridley, he actually won the double. So he ran one ten for the half and two twenty eight for the full, which gave him a total time of three hours thirty eight, twenty nine. So he actually won the double event. so he, if for anyone who doesn't know what the double event is, like they do the half on the Saturday and then the full on the Sunday. So he's run a run a one ten half and then backed up the next day and run the full in under. Two hours thirty is incredible. You get um, another medal, don't you, for doing that? Yeah. I wonder if he gets so. prize money for that. I reckon he would have got something for that. There might be. Maybe. Um and then Reedy, uh, who we interviewed like in episode seventy one, he was chasing his Boston qualifier, which was sub three ten. You run three hours 10, 51. So missed it by like fifty-one oh. seconds poor bugger. If it'd been five seconds, you would have been like,
2: Oh, but fifty seconds,
1: you have to sort of do the
2: analyse. What did I do? Did I did I take some too much time getting water or something? Um
0: well, but mate, usually he'd, you keep running away.
1: But he'd been bloody partying only the week yeah. before in Vegas with Fisher and all them. So, like, what yeah. do you expect? You know, you can't expect to do your best when you're doing that. But oh what a man, what a legend. And uh but I mean both of them, Dave and Reedy, for coming on. That was yeah, Reedy it, was awesome, man like, So cool. Um and Dave was awesome too. I had a good chat to Dave when we finished um recording. We just a, such a really nice guy. But um yeah, Gold Coast weekend. So many local shout-outs to um yeah to do. I hope I don't forget anyone, but um Firstly, just from my perspective, I just want to really thank my um, my wife for for all the shit she's put up with in the lead up to this event because I was training harder than I'd ever trained before, doing more miles than I'd ever done before. like I'd, i didn't have a single day off running in twelve weeks leading up to this. So thanks, Tammy, for putting up with all my moods and now like every Sunday, I'm just laying around doing nothing wrecked from the long run. Um, and also want to give a shout out to Paul from RunCo. great training, man. I, I just, I can't recommend them enough. You know, if you want to get to the next level and you maybe hit a bit of a wall and you want to, you know, I, I suggest getting a coach because it just, it just really takes all the thinking out of it for you. And then I, after that, I want to definitely massive shout out to all the striders that did the drinks tables, um, Jules, Julia, Richard, God, you guys were life like literally lifesavers on the course with the power That was we had a drinks table, I think at about eight K and then at twenty-three K handing out power It was lifesaver. To know that you had that there coming up was just it was peace of mind, you know. And you had one at each table, did you? Yeah. I yeah, just two half bottles this time. Um okay. there's a lot of drink, isn't it? It's there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I would have actually probably taken a full, but they only gave me a half, so I had no choice. No, but those
2: those Powerade bottles are hard to drink out. Of. I remember um, the Logan marathon; I was smashing my lips with them, and I found those l- the other little bottle I used um, was a lot better because it had a pop. But they, you never got the the drink never came out of the top, like by you know you
1: jumping up and down as you're running. Yeah. So they, that, I thought was good. they gave me a full at uh, the thirty-one k mark. Was, uh, so, yeah. I was, you know, you're nearly at the end there. So I actually squeezed half of it out as I was running, just because. It's so it's pretty heavy carrying a 600 ml bottle. Yeah. But should we um go through all the local guys that this, this dude, know, listen uh, to the, sh- local listen to the show? Yeah. 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 So first oh. of all, we've got to give a sh- massive shout out to Wax as he run 3:47 in his first ever marathon. Yeah. Finished strong, looked quite good too. You know, I saw him right near the finish. Got a, got a little video of him. He was looking uh, a little bit pale, but you know, you're not not going to look the best at the end of a marathon, are you? And yeah. uh, big Chris Curtis, man, like this guy's just an inspiration. He ran four fifty four. That was his first ever marathon, Steve. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. And yeah. he really struggled, and he just powered through and got it done. Um, uh, Daniel O'Hara run three sixteen. Yeah. Matilde, Nathan's marathon, eh? Nathan's partner. She run the half first ever half marathon one fifty eight. Well done, yeah. Matilde. Bloody Obviously. great run. She really um,
3: builds up some speed in that too, Nath. Oh mate, she, she I was having trouble split. keeping well, up right?
2: with her. Doing like five fifteen, yeah. I was videoing going, oh my god, she's flying. Yeah, yeah. I was like, shit, where's she get? She was she she basically she after three k, she said I have got to leave the pacer because they're going too slow. Yeah. And um like she didn't have any calf problems like she does. She just didn't get in her head like she she negatively does sometimes. And um mate, she was overtaking people the whole she said I didn't yeah. did not stop overtaking people right to I, the don't, I don't
3: know if you saw it, Steve. She started on like a six oh eight and she finished on a four four fifty, I think. For, that, <laughs> for, the, for yeah. the half. <laughs> I said to
2: her right on that last corner,
3: I said, Go tilde, empty the tank.
2: Yeah. Like, it's fucking... Unreal.
3: For her to have that in the legs for a first half, that's pretty pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, I think an, you know, like, what an event,
3: and, what an event to she, do your
1: first half at though. Like, yeah. it's, it's got to be the biggest half in the bloody country. Yeah. yeah,
2: and she's like wants to do a marathon, but um, she's one of these people. She's not going to jump like some people. I think jump too early. You know, like, oh, I just want to do a marathon, and then they're like, oh, you know, like I, I know some people have done like over five hours, and they're like. And
4: so they've never the done it.
2: They've never done a sub two hour half. So I think you know you got to you can, you, can, you can't run before you walk, so to speak. Um, you know, like I wouldn't get in and have a um, you you wouldn't fight for a Queensland title on your first kickboxing fight, would you, Steve? You know, like you got to build up to it. So I think sometimes people just say, "Oh yeah," and, you know, and then they wonder why they don't do very well because they've been doing thirty k a week training. You know, you got to sort of put it into perspective and i think that's why you say get a coach because a proper coach will say to you you're not ready for that yet you know it's like um, people used to say to me i want to fight i say well you do a solid three months of training and i'll get you a fight they say oh no 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 if you get me a fight i'll train i said well that's not the mentality i'm looking for if you know you've got to knuckle down and show that you can actually do it um, because when it gets tough you know
1: yeah coach is just good because they can tell you when to put the brakes on when you need to pull your finger out, like, I mean, it does cost a little bit, but, you know. And be realistic
2: for you, you know.
1: Yeah. I think.
3: You're going to change a few things, like, you know. We, Paul, you know, Paul changed be... a few things around for you too. When um, your pacing job come up as well as that ocean yeah. view one, you swap the days over, which he worked out. You could swap that for that and do this instead. And
1: just little bits of advice that they give you, you know, it's priceless. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, not everyone can do it, and I – you Know, understand that, but if you can, all you got to do is maybe not buy three or four coffees a week if you're always eating out, maybe just cancel one of those eating out meals and you, you get paid for your training. Like, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much what I've done. I've just sort of curbed a bit of the spending and it's definitely paid yeah. off. Yeah, mean, back to the sorry, back to the locals. Um, Campbell Higgins and BZ uh came in at 346. I think both of them. Is it pacing?
2: Was BZ's pace? I never saw him the whole race because we were going to sort of run together for 320, but I never saw him. I I think
1: that BZ was cramping hard and um, Cam helped him out. And so they run together and then Cam blew up and then BZ helped him out. So they both sort of saved each other. There was
2: a lot of DNFs, wasn't there, that we were just discussing earlier offline. There's a lot of DNFs from the weekend. Uh, I don't know what quite happened there.
1: Yeah, man, we had like a heap of the Striders that just like had, mm-hmm. to, had to drop out through injury, and it was just yeah, pretty devastating for him, especially um like when their prep had been so good. Yeah, it in it's just it's
2: funny in it because like Matt Matt Flannery, I saw him at twenty five k. I said, like, "Oh, you're all right, mate." He goes, "Nah, my hips are gone," and um, but it, he was only at twenty five k, but he would obviously been running long runs, yeah. so he would really have thought, "Yeah, I'm fine." But uh, so you, I suppose,
1: it's running at a faster pace you don't maybe the nutrition you sleep in a bit different doing all the really good sessions and that too i just just sometimes i just think it doesn't happen for you and it was a really tough day at the office to be fair wasn't it like there was like we've talked about this before we were recording out the back after 35k it was like a war zone just oh but like i'm so, I'm, I'm, so don't many even people on the floor And stuff. But there was ambulances whizzing up and down that road picking people up. Like I don't know how many casualties there were, but I'm sure it was record number. I reckon they would
2: have been running out of space at A and E, like to to where to take people. Because I saw three people collapsed, like out. And I heard one paramedic say to the other paramedic, we need to put a line in. So obviously they were going to like put a catheter in his arm to get some fluids in. Um, I Also, another guy was actually staggering down the middle of the road as I was getting towards the turnaround. As I got to the turnaround, I said to the marshal, there's someone in the middle of the road needs first aid down there. And he was like, then when I got there, the fire just disappeared, whether he'd gone and fallen between two cars or what, but he was looked like he was drunk or staggering down the middle of the road. But I saw there was quite a few, because the Jap- there's a lot of Japanese come over for the marathon. There was a lot of them that were on the side of the road stretching. And I actually saw a lot of people walking that had obviously pulled something, pulled a hammy or a calf, people stretching calves. So, um, and I hadn't seen that in Brisbane, in the Brisbane marathon.
1: And it was, it was like, um, it was like a it was like a war zone. It was just a bit um, warmer. And I think the wind, it was really windy early on. And maybe the wind zapped everyone of all their energy, yeah. but yeah. Um, Yeah, and then so back to the local shouts. Chris Willihan ran 242.54, which is nearly a minute PB. So he was stoked with that. Battled a bit at the back end, but got it done. Uh, Peter Lewis ran a 309. He was pretty happy with that. Yeah, it's good. Redemption uh, after London. Yeah. Two standout performances here. It's (laughs) hard to split them for which one's more impressive. Trevor. Warburton run three oh two, and he's only had surgery, I think, this year. So he's sort of only really just been running properly just recently. And then Glenn Kidney run a three oh seven, and much yeah. the same. He had a he had an actual tear in his um planter, Ooh. only what six weeks ago. So he missed like a heap of training. Had like mm-hmm. three he weeks old. and then he's How's trained- now. Oh, after that run, he, he hasn't said much about it in the group, but. He's done nearly all of his training sessions in in, in Invincibles, Nike Invincibles, because they're the only shoes he could wear. Oh. Uh, I know he wears alphas on the weekend, so he's probably crippled. Yeah. But, man, 307, he's definitely got the sub three in him with a full yeah. prep. Um, <clears throat> another really good performance, man. Uh, this guy's really quick over the shorter distances, and I think he's done one marathon before and really um, struggled. That was Liam McCarthy from the Bush Turkeys. Did a 259.37. Congrats, wow. to him. Watch his uh, finishing video on his Facebook, man. That's pretty epic. Yeah, it's cool. Oz. His uh, family is screaming him down the home straight, and he's sprinting it in. He found next level, didn't he? Yep. At that end there. Yeah, and it, so he broke three hours, and good yeah, on him, man. Because he, he was blowing up, apparently, and it took everything to, to get to that. So well done, man. I um, think,
3: hang on, I'll just stop you one more time. I think yeah. Liam has PB'd every distance this year now. That's including the marathon.
1: Yeah, he's just, he's a so real talent. He's, he's, he's done only the young.
3: Short, he's done all the mm-hmm. shorter ones. And then now he's, um he mm-hmm. did the, I'm pretty sure he did the half earlier. And then now the marathon from, because I think the last marathon he did was in um uh, Melbourne last year when they all went down. Yeah. So
1: that was the last one he did, I think. Yeah, so he... Yeah, he's super quick. Like to put it into perspective, he, I think he ran, like a low sixteen minute at speed week for the five yeah. k. So he's fast. He's just wow. he's only really young man. I think he's like early young, um, early twenties or something like that. So yeah. he's got like yeah. loads of marathons left to run. Yeah. Um, Arvi Singh, he's one of our boys. He he was running really well, but blew up. But he's been injured as well. I passed yeah. him at about shit. 40k and he was walking, he was in a world of hurt. Um, but he's got to the finish, which is all that matters. Stephen Butcher, 245.09, bloody good time, man. And um, Clive Gross, he ran two hours, 31, and 50 seconds, which he wasn't happy with because he did slow down a bit. But, but there's a if you look on Strava, if, if anyone's interested and got time. There's just a heap of blow-ups around 38, 39K. It was just yeah. such a common um, thing that happened on the day. 30K as well.
2: I, I say don't know, the marathon starts at 30K. And if you look at a lot of people's Strava, the 30K mark is where you sort of do come un, unstuck or yeah, it, it just hits you. And um, maybe that's because of training. It could be a training as well, because if you don't go to those mid to high 30K runs it's all conditioning it? it's like um but um i give a shout out to your sister as well oh, that, was that, first, yeah,
1: that was on my thing i was going to say last but not least four hours and two minutes my sister sasha carney yeah. first ever marathon i think she'd just be super That's stoked to get, still. get through it yeah
2: oh yeah. mate you know like for your, for your first marathon for you just missed that four hours, but like it's still a, it's a, a great effort. You finished it. Like one percent of the population will only ever complete a marathon, uh, yeah. and there were some good runners that didn't
1: finish um, on Sunday. Mate, so uh, so yeah. many, so many DNFs. It was just a real tough day out there, and definitely someone di- someone died. So yeah, we just should give a um, yeah. shout out the condolences to the family.
2: It was a French guy, I think it's thirty four. Um, his wife uh, saw it all happen. He collapsed. Um, some cardiac issue um and then there's someone else in the intensive care uh fight for his life who, yeah who fight for his life as well so um you know that is uh, what happened in the first ever marathon that run you know the person who did it um and so yeah you know like it is uh, it is it does ask a lot of the human body um running running that far so yeah there's some risks involved so
1: I think that there was a lot of wind early on and it was like deceivingly warm, like you didn't really feel the heat because of the wind. So if you weren't taking yeah. on enough
2: fluids. We well, always used to say in cycling, you said when you're you're flying along at 30K an hour, 40K an hour, you don't actually realise you're sweating because mm. the wind dries it, wicks oh, it away. And it's yeah. very easy to get dehydrated because you go, oh, I'm not sweating, I'm okay. Mm. And that wind, we were running into a slight, that wind did slightly Start picking up, and it just it and I had sweat marks on me, like salt marks, and I don't usually no. get because yeah. it it was basically drying away the sweat. And you don't you think, oh, I'm not sweating, I don't need to drink that drink that much. So I think people didn't realize until too late that um and it was quite hard to get to the water. Like I nearly got knocked over a few times. People going, oh, water chip, then maybe there could have been a sign saying water in two hundred meters or so. I remember I had to get over for the 16k mark. And I was like, shit, how am I going to get over here? It was like, it would be like in a, in a cycling peloton, you know, like fuck, how am I going to get over here and not knock anyone over? And then I just went, mate, I need to get over there. And I put my arm out and he just, this guy let me come through and I just sort of shuffled my way through, just trying not to knock um, anyone over. So um, yeah, it's, it's not easy, but I sort of prepped in
1: ahead. I just get- would stay wide and go for the last table. Cause most people would yeah. grab their drink and slow down. So you could sort of zip in front, grab a cup, get have it a few zips, one. toss it, get back into your rhythm. Well, I started
2: with a 200, uh, like Daniel Hara, he ran with a, with a, a, race fest with water in. So that's obviously like what we do in, in ultras, um, you know, off road. Um, but I ran with a 250 mil soft flask and I think that really helped. I didn't have to be diving in to get water. Um, and that, did, I actually never picked up any water. I picked up one electrolyte drink at about 30 something K, but I never picked up any water. I just used what I had in my other two bottles. Um, so I think next time I'm actually going to run with a 500 mil
1: flask with water in, just carry it in my hand. We should, um, read out the winners. The, the yeah. males full marathon was won by Liam Adams in two Oh eight. Sorry. He was the first Aussie. I should say 2:08:39.
2: There's a new Which, record, isn't
1: it? The fastest time by an Aussie on Aussie soil ever. Okay. And it, believe it or not, doesn't give him an, an Olympic qualifying time. Like, I just can't head around. Why is it set so high? Oh, no idea. Talk to Dave Ridley about that. He said they just want the, they want really small fields at the Olympics, but that's pretty crazy. Um, It was one, I didn't actually put the, the male winner. It was won by a Japanese guy in 207. I'll, I'll get his name in a minute, but the women's was uh, first Australian was Jen Gregson in two twenty eight thirty three, and that was her first ever marathon, which is um, nuts. Shit, sorry, I don't even have the the winning female either. I'll say yeah, that in a minute. Um, half marathon was won by Brett Robinson in sixty two minutes sixteen. That's back to back victories. He won last year. Yeah. As well, um, female was Kira Demato in sixty six thirty nine. We had a total of. Um... She got an. She got an American record. Really. Wow. For the half. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, she got American record and the Australian. It's called an all comers record, isn't it? It's the fastest time in Australian saw by anyone. So, wow. Um, yeah. So yeah.
1: quick, man. Liam Adams
3: picked up the podium for the men's anyway. Um, he was only. What's that? Thirteen seconds behind second place, and Naoki Koyama was the Japanese fellow He got first place in two hundred seven forty. There you go. Was that pretty a close, place, course course record?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So quick, eh? Yeah, yeah. I think so, Faduka yeah.
3: last last year was it. He did it in two hundred nine or something like that. Yeah, is
2: that the blue hair guy?
3: Yeah, in yeah. the year before. He, he blew
2: up again this year, didn't he? Well, I'm not. Yeah, him, sorry. He blew up. He was quite a way back. I saw him.
3: Yeah, he was 16th in 218. So he, he was like a nine minutes behind his last year's time, I think. Mm. But um,
4: it I don't know who, the, who
1: was the first female, Steve. Okay. Um, in the half or the full? The full marathon. Oh, I think it was the Kenyan. Geez,
3: Kieran Perkins pulled out a good time, too, eh? 223.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's too happy about that
3: either. Really? Huh. Yeah. And I was gonna ask you before, was Clive chasing a sub 230 or was he 220? Yeah. He,
1: was he was on track for it too until yep. 30 about 38, 39k. Yeah, cool. Same story as everyone else, I think. Yeah. Right. if you're whilst you are looking for that winner's name, I'll say that we had 9,247 finishes in the half and five thousand nine hundred and fifty-seven finishes in the full. I'd like to know how many people started the fall and how many dropped yeah. out because there was a massive percentage of people that, that wouldn't have finished. A well, um, massive percent, but there was lots of people yeah. that did not finish. It's,
2: it's a shame that I was watching the news on Sunday night and it was a real shame that they had loads of sport on and it was just all rugby and Aussie rules. And they didn't even mention the marathon. You know, it's like we had, a, Australian, uh, we had an Australian record record like all comers record was it like the course record? We had an Australian get um, uh, the fastest time on Aussie soil for an Aussie, and didn't even get a bloody yeah. mention. And you think the effort that you have to go to to get a uh, to to do a math It's not like you go and do a marathon every weekend like they play football every weekend. And I just thought that was really poor of the news channels. And the only reason it came on the news was this last night was because someone had died. Um, yeah. Uh, I thought that 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 was that was pretty poor. I've got the women's winner here in two hours twenty seven minutes and ten seconds. Was Rhoda Jip Tanui, yeah. so, um and then Ruth um, Chipitok in two twenty eight seventeen, just a minute behind. Then Genevieve Gregson two twenty eight thirty three. So they must have had a bit of a battle for second and third there.
0: Yeah,
3: um, so about um, the same distance uh, apart for the male and the female, only about a minute separating first and third that's pretty close for the, the podiums for the male and female.
2: And um, Steve, what, um, if uh, you think you could, um, anything you would have changed or done differently from, from your, during the race.
1: Yeah. Quickly, I whizzed through like my experience of the marathon. Cause it sort of was pretty like, what's the word? Nothing exciting until later on, but a basically, like I, I was sort of unsure what pace to go. So I was in my mind, I was like, look, I'll try and bounce between four minutes and four Oh five. And if I do that, I'll be close to four minute case, like sort of average. And I thought that would be ideal. So I hit, um, the group that I was running with, we were really yo-yoing early. Like, you know, with three 55, 58, you know, we were just kind of not consistent. And I was like, We were running into wind. So I was kind of having this battle in my mind. Like, what do I do? Cause Paul had messaged me and said, look, mate, whatever you do, don't go out and run a heap of three fifty fives early. You'll pay for it. And I was like, man, this is exactly what we're doing. Like I need to make a decision here. So I decided to just deal with the wind and run solo, but I could run consistently four minute Ks. Yeah. So I dropped off the pack and I was kind of battling the wind, but at least I could control there was no surging and yo-yoing on the pace. So I stayed at roughly around four. Once I sort of got into a rhythm, I was four-minute case for most of the way. Um, did everything right. All my gels at the right time. All my drinks at the right time. The only thing I did differently to last year was I had I had five gels in total, but I had two non-caffeinated Morton gels and then three caffeinated Morton gels. Yeah. So I, I potentially think the third caffeinated gel was too much. Might have been what? Yeah, might have been just what caused the incident I had later on. But I got through, I got through 35k, and I was feeling really well—not good, but I was feeling strong. And I was thinking, as soon as I hit 5k to go, I'm going to try and um, wind it up a little bit. And I saw my dad, and he was like, "How you going?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm feeling really good." And I was bouncing along, just under four minute k's. I'm thinking, "Yep, this is going good." Then I had like a little twinge in my calf, like a little cramp. I thought, ah, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. Two minutes later, i had another twinge in the right calf. I was like, ah, I'm all good. I'm trying to like stretch it as I'm running. Don't panic. It's all good. You explained that to us. It was like like a grab, like Like a yeah, like a little twist, like a bang, like just a just little stab, sort of like twist. Yeah. And um. I'm like, nah, it's all good. You know, we're nearly there. Don't panic. Don't panic. And then, and then a minute later, it happened again. And another minute later, and I'm starting to think, shit, this is becoming more common. <laughs> and um, so I thought, look, don't think, don't put the hammer down, just maintain. And then it was just the strangest thing. It's never happened to me ever before, but I hit, I went over a little bridge at 39K and I can only explain it. it as like, it felt like I just run through a wall of water. <laughs> I like could just stop me dead in my tracks for just for a split second, and um, I just felt the life draining out of me, like from head to toe, like yeah, just yeah, body just,
3: battery just disappearing, just
1: it, it mate. And then it went from feeling great to like thinking I'm gonna collapse, and I'm I'm thinking, uh, oh shit, I'm not gonna make it. And I'm on oh, three k out. I'm oh no, I've blown it. I've blown it, and I basically had a massive anxiety attack. Like I was freaking out, thinking. I'm gonna fall over and knock myself out, yeah. right. and then I was like, "Shit, should I lay down? Should I walk? Should I sit down? What should I?" I was, you know, so I did slow right down to like four thirty pace, and I was like, I remembered listening to Jess Willis, who's like a really exper- experienced female marathoner, local girl. She was on my sister's podcast, and she said, "Whatever you do, don't walk, because." you lose so much time walking. Whereas if you just keep jogging, you know, you're using about the same amount of energy, but you don't lose so much time. So I kept jogging. And then I saw Harvey walking. he'd blown up, man. Like I'm explaining for the listeners, especially like the guys that are overseas, like from about 35 K, there was people doing the chicken dance, falling over in the center of the road. There's ambulances whizzing up and down the street. People just, fallen over ever. and bz said to me i've been talking to him on facebook he said once you got further on in the day like with the slower times it got worse you know, oh, for shit. four to five hours there was more people collapsing and yeah, um man. but but somehow i managed to like keep moving and then with about a k to go i realized like i could still get under 250 and i just gave it like, you know, man, I was cramping in my arms, my neck, my <laughs> quads, my calves, like the whole body was just shutting down pretty much. And I managed to just sprint it home and I came in at 249.40, I think. Oh. And, I think uh, 249.49, wasn't it? Something,
2: something I think like I had 20
1: seconds, 20 seconds spare, I think. But, but man, that's what it, a cramp is, isn't it? A cramp is your
2: body tensing up. The muscle tense up, so no,
1: yeah, two hours forty nine minutes and forty eight seconds. Oh, yeah, yes. so ten seconds. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but once I come through the finish line, I realised that like it was just carnage. Like they were putting oh, they were in, in wheelchairs, wheelchairs and weren't they? Shit. It like, was oh, crazy. Like... Yeah, and, like I saw um Stephen Butcher and Clive, and they were both you know. Barely able to walk as well, and I was, you know, I'm hobbling, just yeah, but just over the moon. Like, i was just so stoked, you know. That was like a goal done, and um, and then we were just trying to get back to see Nathan and my sister and Wax and all the, you know, all the crew that we've. I missed you in the finish about. area, and
2: I was like, oh, what should I do? I, I was like, I should have just phoned you, and I thought, oh, if, you would have gone back to the Striders tent, but then you weren't. Now, so like, oh, and then Mateo was like, oh. I don't think we can walk all the way back. I was like, oh, I can't walk all the way back to, cause I've got to walk to the
1: car. Yeah. Uh, I think then, we missed you because we were, we had to walk the long way around to get back to where the tents were. And I just, I was moving uh, slow. So slow. Yeah. I think that you'd just gotten through in that time that I'd got back to the sort of where you could see. Yeah. Um. And anyway, what, what did you do? You're standing around
2: looking at people stuffed and uh, I had to lay down on the floor. I sat down on the floor for a while Um. But yeah, like what do you do? so like, you, know, you don't know how long everybody else is gonna be and
1: yeah. And I so, so I, in summary, I, I reckon that I've got everything right. The only thing I think I possibly could have done is I might have drunk too much water because I was mm-hmm. drinking at every stop and I might have, you know, oh, washed okay. out all the salts from me, but I mean we well, didn't pee, run. so you
2: would have been all right.
1: Yeah, but and then that that third um caffeinated gel might have been yeah, it too just much might have been just too much caffeine how much caffeine in one of those oh shit i don't know i don't know i could go and get one but the
2: good thing about the pure ones is only 30 milligrams of caffeine which is good and uh, matilda had one in her race i didn't have any caffeine in other than like what i had for breakfast um so i was quite surprised actually i think but uh, in hindsight i think i might have done a caffeine gel at halfway might have helped
3: yeah. What pace? Um, what what time would have Arby been going for? He's, he's like, that's what his uh, okay, where are we? See, see cool. his graph there, all those yeah. top ones until it drops off. Is at three? Where did it
2: drop off at 30? What Yeah, uh, 33? Okay,
3: yeah,
2: but he was running 345,
3: five, forty six, forty six, forty six, forty five. 43, 45, 46, 46, 46, 45. Yeah. So he was constantly like hitting the target every time. What was your average, Steve? 4.01.
1: 401. Steve was but like, only really a low one that let me down near the end of...
3: yeah. Was, there. Yeah. That's where you said that, yeah, this where that incident happened. So I wonder what um, time Arby was going for. Cause I, I immediately messaged you and said, did you pass? Did you catch Arby? And you Mate, said, yeah, just... I, pa- I passed him like a kilometer to go or something.
1: I reckon he was going for sub 240. Yeah. But it's he's been injured, next. man. So he's yeah. just a heap of training too. So did he finish?
3: Yeah. He's only yeah. a minute behind Steve or something. Yeah.
1: Okay, that's good. Good. I think it's always
2: positive well. to finish. Like, um, and that's why I give a shout to Chris Curtis. I know we shouted out to him, but he obviously got in trouble, but he, he, and he, he really did slow down. But he just dug deep and battled on, and he finished. And I, that's uh, there's something to learn from. That like if you if you're really injured, you've that snapped a hammy or something, and you're not, but. I think just everything seized up on him and he just, but he just meant he kept, he pushed on and he, and he, and he finished it. And I think he's, that'll give him strength mentally for his second one. And like your sister as well, that should give you a determination and strength now to go, right, I can do it. I can cover that distance. And then I just sort of put a bit more of a plan in place.
3: Well, Chris Chris had his, um held his head pretty high that afternoon. He said, oh, I messaged him and said, I haven't seen anything on Strava yet. How'd you go, Chris? And he goes, not too well. He goes, but he goes, I pressed on and he goes, there was no way I wasn't finishing it. And he yeah. goes, and, and on a good note, he goes, this is my first marathon. So this is a PB. Yeah. And he goes, and we'll see what happens the next one. So it was still yeah. high spirits. I like, probably wasn't happy with his time. But I'm, I'm pretty sure in the end, when he looks back and thinks, I'll just run bloody 42 and a half Ks nearly. That's pretty,
1: pretty cool. I I sent him a message and I said, look, it's important for all of us. Like everyone, even on just on this chat here is to look back and see how far you've come. Oh yeah. yeah. I said, it's easy to get so caught up in times and performances, but look back a few years ago and think what you were doing and how far you've come to now. Like, and he's just. He's got a big journey. He's had a great journey, hasn't he? Man, he's like everything that we're like trying to promote. Like, you know, a guy that was in a pretty bad way and just turned his life around. And now he's like as fit as a fiddle and just killing it. So good on you, Chris.
3: You go back to the Newsom Marathon, man. He got like over a five-minute PB, I think. It was like nearly six minutes or something like that for his um, half marathon. So that's a huge effort just in in itself. Um, You know, over, over his previous one at Jetty to Jetty the year before, you know, his six-minute PB is huge over that distance. So mm. he just hasn't found the distance yet. So I'm assuming being his first one, he'll probably look back and go, where did I go wrong? But like you guys say, the weather, everything's a factor in these events.
2: I think that added the time, that wind added time to everyone. Like it added at least a minute or two
1: Yeah.
2: Um, to that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Definitely sure. I sort of felt like we didn't get a break from it. Like, I felt we had the wind in our face all the way down to Burley. And then when we turned around, no. it was bloody in our face again. But you
2: know what? Uh, did, did you have a pace or not, Steve? There wasn't one till three uh, three hours. No. I sat, I, get in me, I got in, me, every time I could, I was in a little Kipchoge wind tunnel. So I never, and there was a big, but that 320 bus was big, mate. There was about, Heaps. it was about 20 meters long.
3: Yeah, I've seen now, your little video, man. Bus. I think and I just a sat video. on it. I just hid.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, mate, you should have seen behind me. I didn't even look behind me. I didn't want to fall over. But we were packed. Like, there was a lot of people in that um, bus. And um, um, I didn't really feel it until I knew there was a wind when I saw the – because usually the balloon is really behind the pacer. Obviously, we paced it, we know. Um, It was actually coming up, like, almost to go in front of it. I thought, oh, Oh, that wind really has picked up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it was actually getting wrapped around, she had to pull it to get it off her neck because it was actually coming back up on her. So that's how how much it had really picked up. And yeah. and I thought, oh, this is gonna, I'm gonna feel this when we turn into it. And it was, it gave us what was that, five, six K of like wind. And then when you got into a gap where there was no buildings and it was just coming off the sea, it it uh oh, I was had my head down into it like I thought like I was at the at the bloody seaside in England. That's how we yeah. <laughs> was on that typical day. Yeah, like I
1: think I was in like an unspoken two fifty group. Like I mean, a few of them knew each other, so I'm sure they were all aiming for sub two fifty. But the pace was yo yo and so bad that I just made the call to back it off. And the GPS was a bit
2: dodgy as well in some places. Like it would go and come back
1: in because of the buildings. Yeah, so I wasn't. I had that's five why, minutes on the watch a couple of times. I was like, no way we're running that That's slow.
2: why I've got an average. I can click two screens and it's just uh, time of day and complete average for the length of the run. Yeah. So you can see. And I think that you go, oh, okay, well, I'm still on schedule, if you're like um, whatever, yeah. whatever it shows.
1: So did you have any like moments out the back, Nath, when everyone was falling apart? like, Or did you just continually just keep slogging on?
2: I just, yeah, I didn't have any time where I thought I'm not going to, the the only issue I had was my sugar was dipping and I thought I'm, I'm going to be in a bit of trouble here. And I panicked a little bit. Um, my, my ankle started aching a bit. I think that was about 50. Well, both Achilles started hurting a bit at about 10 K. I was like, Oh, that'd go. And then I had, uh, my left knee started hurting. then that went, and then my right, my right hip was hurting for a bit. Then that went, I just, I just ignored it. Um, and then the ankle started hurting in the outside of my right foot, which was giving me trouble um, leading up to Brisbane Trail Ultra and during the Brisbane Trail Ultra, um, just because my foot collapses in a bit and that joint on the outside, I've got more of the bones. Are. I've actually got a bit of arthritis in there if you look at the x-ray. Um, but I thought, oh, it's not enough to warrant any sort of slowing down as such um what really caught, oh, started to hurt was my quads um and then i about 28k i lost the 320 pacer and then the, the other 320 pacer caught me up and i couldn't keep keep with them um and i thought oh it's gonna slip away from me here right. but i know if i could just keep him in my sight i know i'd be somewhere close to that 320 and peter lewis said look you may have to sort of aim for like uh, 322, 323, which which is what well, I was 321.05 in the end. He held um, on so
3: well, man. That's still not very far behind the pace, right?
2: No, and I just see him going. I was like, oh, and I was like, I just don't think I can get there. And I was starting to then feel a little bit uh, sick in the belly. I was like, oh, I really need to do another gel, but I don't want to throw up. Yeah. So I was putting those energy tubes, pure energy tubes, in me just in my gum in the side of my mouth and just letting them melt slowly and drinking away. And I made sure I drank everything in my bottle because I knew every drop was carbohydrate in it to keep my sugar up. And I leveled the sugar out and um, I was more worried about looking around for other people because other people were like passing out and I sort of went into sort of like help mode. And every time I came up behind someone that was walking, I said, don't don't walk, we're nearly there, come on. And if I was going past someone and slowing down, I was like, "Come on, we're nearly there! Come on, come on!" Just like, and that helped give me a uh, some energy, you know, sort of. And then I was just sh- at 39k, I started shouting at myself like David Goggins, you know, "Come!" on. And then um,
3: that's funny, you guys have both told that same little story now about you yelling at Arby, "Come on!" And that and that give you like a little bit of a boost, Steve. And then you're yeah. yelling out to people oh, you don't even know on the course, and you're giving yourself this adrenaline rush just to get to the end.
2: It just reminded me to think about the signs I saw. So some really good signs out there. One person had who's gonna carry the boats. So as I went past, I went, Who's gonna carry the boats? And they laughed. Yep. And then someone had one smile if you peed a little bit in your shorts. <laughs> and another one was if a marathon was easy, it would be your mum. <laughs> 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 that was a cracker. I was like, oh <laughs> uh, holy shit. No, it was like yeah, there was, was some really good signs and then. There was one guy, I think we were about 24 K and as he was running past, he saw his mate and he went, he shouted at him and he went, Oh shit, wait, wait, wait. He was meant to video him. And he started videoing him. And I went, you had one job, one job to do. And his <laughs> mate was like, fucking idiot. <laughs> Cause he missed him. he was meant to video him. And like, it was, it was funny. So there Man, was a few times when you could have
1: a laugh to help you get through it. You know, I've just remembered something. This is, this is what, this is where I knew something was going on inside of me. Like I was about, um, I was going to, I planned to take my last gel at 35 K right. And it was about 34 and a half K's in. And I thought, Oh, you've got to take that last gel at 35 K. And I thought, Oh, I've got one more caffeination station to take. And then I thought,
2: Oh, you weren't thinking, right?
1: What the hell am I? Caffeination station. I remember thinking that and I was like, Oh, forget about it. Like you've got one more caffeinated gel to take. But like, I, re- I was obviously starting to go a bit mentally. Mm. Where the hell caffeination station came from? Got no idea. And yeah. um, yeah, that's when I, sh- maybe I should have realized, oh shit, something's going on here. Like ease off a little bit. Maybe I could have, I could have delayed that, that sort of wave of um, exhaustion, maybe another K or something. I
2: get, um, when my sugar gets low, if I'm running, I get really negative. Like if I'm out on a 12, 10 K run or something, my sugar gets low. I start going, why the fuck am I running for? Like, I'm not going to make a marathon. Like what, what, what the fuck do I want to get out of bed and get up and go for running? Like, and I have to, so I say to myself, stop thinking, do not think anything. So then I'll have a gel and wait for my sugar to come up. And I got to a point, I don't know where it was. It might've been about when after I seen Matthew Flannery, cause I saw he was dropped out. I was like, oh, I'm starting to hurt a bit. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Why am I running? A- and I did. I remember so I yeah. said, to myself, why am I running a math? And I went, fucking shut up, Nathan. Don't even think like that. And I just started eating again to take my mind off off of that. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got. To have, you've got to have a strategy, I think, get used to get, find a strategy. But it's not until you maybe are in that situation that you go, oh, I've not been here before. So but I, I've sort of, Um. I think the more you race, the better you get at seeing and and seeing the signals and i just had to say no you know don't think just do and that's why i said that's i think that's why i first said it to myself don't think just
1: do it nice just keep running
3: so the um gold coast marathon is that now australia's biggest marathon i
1: think melbourne i think melbourne's pretty massive too
3: so, what, what were the numbers again for this weekend? Because, like, it doesn't do justice. Like, when it says Steve Woolley, who got a PB at 249, coming at 250 something out of <laughs> whatever, and you go, what? So, there's wow. 250, 6,000 yeah. people. So 250 people yeah. faster than that. So, it must draw a lot of international people, like, obviously, in that faster end of it as well. Because you I think the they nation, should
2: make that. um. I reckon they should make the Gold Coast a major, not the Sydney Marathon, because the Sydney Marathon's real twisty, turning, and it's actually quite slow. It's not fast enough. I reckon that Gold Coast Marathon would be a great major. But if they made it a major, they would have to one sort out picking their bibs up, which is absolutely terrible, and two, I don't think the roads are wide enough. You'd need the whole promenade that we ran down one way, and then you'd have to come back out on the. The Gold Coast Highway to come home because we were yeah, sharing the road and it got tight. so oh, narrow.
1: Too going narrow. Down to Burley would be too small, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I
3: think. So how many was it? Nearly 6,000 in the marathon.
2: and yep. Nine. Nearly 10,000 in the half.
3: Nearly 10,000. That's so many.
2: It took 11 minutes to get the half marathon people over the line to start. Yep. <laughs> that's how many people are there. And they got three lanes. They got three lanes of road to run down.
3: Yeah, well,
2: absolutely it. madness. Um, it's a huge event. I, I think I would back a good, because it's a great setting. I mean, I don't know if they've got the accommodation to cater for everyone, because we were having real trouble trying to find somewhere. Luckily, we'd stay with our, our friends. And I go give a shout out to uh, one of my best mates, Lee Byers, and his wife, um, Charlotte, and their kid, Jack. So we had a great weekend um, on top of being there for the, for the Gold Coast Marathon um, event. And also a shout to my partner as well, Matilde, for um, uh, coming along for the ride. She turned me into a cowboy, and I've turned her into a runner. So it was really—I um, actually had it when she, when we said goodbye to each other, and she went to walk off in the crowd. I actually had a tear in my eyes. I watched her, you know, like a proud partner moment as I watched her walk yeah. off into the crowd to through the masses, and that it was, um, yeah, it was really sort of touching to watch a walk off so
1: yeah, it's good hey we uh, like it was so busy down there our accommodation <laughs> had actually sold out all the parking so we didn't even have anywhere to park at the hotel so oh, we where'd had you to... put the car? sorry where'd you put the car then oh i had to park it in a side street like so i had to try and you know get as close to the hotel as i could i actually drove around after i got my bib I went to the car park that the actual hotel recommended, which was like Cypress parking or something just up the road. I did laps around the car park. There's, there's two car parks, one that was bitumen and one that was gravel. And so I went around the bitumen one for like five minutes and I'm on the phone to Tammy saying, like, no one's leaving. It's just pointless. And I said, oh, hang on, I'll go and try the gravel one. I drove into the gravel one and about like six cars piled in behind me and we got stuck, like there there's no parks and we'd all trapped us trapped each other so we had to get out you know walk to the first car at the back of the queue and say look it's full everyone's gonna to have to reverse so then everyone had to back out and
2: was yet did you have to pay to park in there
1: yeah it was like five bucks for 24 hours so it was just full that was not a and man some of the ways that people had parked it was just
2: were you at crazy. southport or at surfers
1: surfers and how far is that to southport quite a way Ah, oh, like probably I think it was five minutes in the car or something. Seven minutes. So, so what did you do in the morning of the it's race? About eight,
3: eight k or something. I run from there. Did you drive it's in true. the morning?
1: Yeah, drove up there. Yeah, parked in the shopping center. What's it called? Um, Pacific oh. Fair. Is it? Couldn't yeah. you have got
2: you got the tram for free? You could have, couldn't you?
1: Yeah, but because we had the kids and that, uh, we were yeah. just like, yeah, mate. Just... What? Um, I, I sh- what? Well, I'll I'll give you my secret little
2: spot, which is free parking for yeah it's just like residential the road i park on and you park both sides of the road um cuz down the middle is um it's trees and everything so you could park both sides of each lane and um you, you could have parked there and even jogged or got the tram maybe back to you know like if that situation happened again but you could have parked there and we just walked it was like a not even a kilometer walk um to the start line yeah. Saturday and Sunday we,
1: where we actually parked, we literally crossed the road and we were there. So it was pretty good for that. Yeah, I yeah mean, yeah, yeah. Did, you had to spend Coffee. 20 bucks or something for yeah. the parking, but I mean, it was worth it just for that lack of like stress, but I must say as well, like my dad, he, he can't stand it. But when Deeks did his, um, marathon speeches, you hear that? Nath?
2: No, I don't and think I
1: heard it. He does. his like, he does a speech before the race like man it was i was it give me goosebumps eh? and i was like it really motivated me. oh he does a um I'll, I'll tell you what i'll record it and i'll put it on at the end of the this podcast but yeah. he, he does a speech about you know the guy what's the guy who the first ever marathon oh died. i've
2: heard it yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah. yeah and yeah. um you know he says you know when you hit oh, the wall you the and you man. will hit the wall you're you know you're gonna find what you're made of and uh, yeah, like I found it to be, it gave me goosebumps and was like, just kind of what I needed to, to like, sort yeah. of go, "Whoa, this is about to happen. You no, know? but yeah, some people hate it. Some people like it. I, I, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. I
3: was going to say, I would give a shout out to Joel Murray. He, um, his Insta tag is, um, Multisport MC. He does a lot of events. He did that one. I'd done at in Brighton with wax the other, the other week um he does heaps of them he does a lot of the bloody try, the local triathlons over at Bribey and things like that but he did the event as well so he commentated the finishing shoot and i think one of the coolest things i seen um i think your brother fraser sent through the little videos of you guys crossing the finish line and steve after his little episode at 39k somehow found like three minutes 34 a kilometer to run that last 600 meters through there and as he's crossed the line, he's catching everyone in the chute and then double fist pumps, you know, like because he's like, yes, he just realized he's broke the time that he was after. And then as Nate's coming down the chute, Joel's yelling out, and here comes Nathan Barton, the type 1 diabetic, blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's cool, eh? I was like, that's yeah, awesome. Sure. Out of everyone that was crossing the line at that time, you were the guy that he picked and, and he gives sort of everyone a bit of an insider's being a yeah. Type One diabetic, which is pretty cool, and you had it written on your shirt as well.
2: well that's it. I think maybe because I had it written on my shirt, I don't, uh, but um, yeah, there was a bit of a, a gap there. There was a bit of a, a bubble. There was no one in front of me, and yeah. uh, I think, you know, so I put my arms up, and and uh, yeah, I heard him actually shouting as I was ran over the line. So yeah, um, was yeah, good.
3: that's cool. Oz.
2: But um, yeah, the marathon. Here we go. Uh, I just pulled it up because uh, I remember writing about it uh, a little while ago. Um, it was at uh, the Battle of Marathon in 490 before Christ BC, um, in which the Athenian army had defeated the Persians. Legend has it that uh yeah, it. was sent from Marathon to Athens to announce the victory. And when he got there, he announced the victory and then like, dropped dead. And that's how the uh, Marathon um, came about from, you know, like 2,500 years ago. Um and uh, look at all those crazy people doing it yeah. now. That, 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 picking up the numbers, is. I think it'd be good if they could do something like Run Army and um, offer the posting it, it out. I know it does bring people in and it's like you can go through and the exhibitions you like to go through because, you know, Matilda had some socks to pick up and uh, she got some new, the good sunnies and there's some other things and I managed to get some good tape to help hold my... Um, Continual glucose monitor on tape wasn't working well. I got this really good uh, tape that's waterproof. So they gave us some for free, um, and 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 that I know brings you in. And actually, I got to meet um, and sign card from Mister Kaano himself. He was there, and so he's uh, i got a card signed. And the new yeah, kano cool. looks quite good actually. i was quite tempted to maybe try a pair of those, but um, well, they're, they're like two ninety or something. But yeah, I've got him. I got my photo taken. Matilda and I got our photo taken with um, Mr. Keanu himself. So that's, that was pretty epic um, to meet him. Seeing as I do own a pair.
1: See, I, I, uh, sorry, Steve. I, I really like. I got there late, so there was hardly anyone there when I got my bid. But I quite enjoy the whole atmosphere of everyone. Like it's just the well, we queued
2: for an hour. People were, and then it, that that's was strange. that was that was actually pretty good because all of a sudden it just sort of went. It, it, it just grew. like, And we thought, oh, we're in the expo. Well, yeah, we're, we're virtually in. And then we go, oh, no, we got to get in through the door. And then we thought, we get through the door, we're, we're there, and then we're not, then they're zigzagging in and out. And the woman in front of us, well, well, every petition area had three people. I went, oh, Matilda, that queue's really short. Went down to it. There's only two people doing numbers. Uh, the woman in front of us was picking up all of her friends' numbers, which you're meant to do book to get a group. Pick up, and uh, I think she picked up like ten numbers. And of course, the guys go off, oh, come back, go off, come back. And I, and then I shouted to her, "I said, oh, can you get mine as well while you're there?" <laughs> and everyone was blowing up. They're like, "What is this woman doing?" um And it was just getting really poor. And I actually said that there was a because obviously they saw something's going on here. What's the do? And I saw a woman in the background in a suit, and I said, "Excuse me, this is taking forever. This is because I had a whinge." This is ridiculous. I said, this woman here is picking up about 20 numbers. She goes, it's it's, uh, 10, actually. I was like, well, it's still, I said, that's not on. I said, we're queuing here, waiting for ages. I said, can't you offer a postage service to post numbers out? I said, this is, we've been here an hour. I said, we've been stood here for 10 minutes, right at the front of the queue, because it was just taking so long. I thought there must be a better way, because where do you all park? There's thousands of people picking it
1: up. They'd just yeah. be employees. who would just been employed for the weekend, though, wouldn't they? That they well, no I
2: think they're volunteers, mate. There's lots of lots and lots of volunteers. So, um, you know, obviously it's organised. I, I mean, it must be organised by uh, Gold Coast Council to help. It's a good way of, uh, for tourism, isn't it? You know, you get the indie, you've got that, you've got these other events. It brings so many people to the area. I mean, you imagine like all the supporters for all the runners is 20,000 people running. Then you've got maybe a partner and you've got kids and everything else. I mean, God, there must be just a boost in, um,
3: income. Imagine how many coffees they sell. Yeah. You know, it's like,
2: um, it's good and and it's good to see all those people. And I think there's the staff and everything were great. You know, all the, People help and organize um, everything and, um, you know, like the, all the police involved and people doing all the water stations. And that. it is great to see everyone come out and help support, but there must be an easier way. So, I mean, I'd pay 11 bucks just to have it posted mm. for sure.
3: And Guzzler, they just um said last minute, and they said you can get your, your – instead of going to Barden and going there by, I think it was Thursday, Friday, and Saturday before the event, they said that you can get it posted for is, $10. Bucks and
2: is that so a trucker?
3: Yeah. I said that's got to be cheaper than bloody driving there and back. 10 you bucks, drive man.
2: there, find somewhere to park. Probably yeah, get a, The
3: only reason I'd go there if I had to pick something else up, but I, I've already got everything. You know what I mean? It's not it's easy slow-
2: parking, though. Yeah.
3: No, nah, not with yeah. the amount of people going there to do the same thing. Hey, mm-hmm. a change of um subject. Anyway, this time last year, Nathan, you were conquering one hundred and twenty-two kilometers in the BTU. That's on this starting this weekend again. This weekend. And I seen cameraman's backing himself into to so he's doing something there. How does how's he recovered from what he had done a couple of weeks ago? And he, what's he, he doing? Out. Is he doing
2: the miler Or was he doing? I'm, the... I'm
3: assuming so. He did 100K. the mile when you and I, when you did yeah, it, he did. I, was, I helped you out. So I'm assuming he's just jumping back in to do it again. he's he's done it like a sort of like a run during the week and said um getting my mind ready for the 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 course and the hell that the btu brings or something you know like because obviously he's he's thinking what it was last time i think he struggled remember they said it's gonna be wet
2: now and it's gonna be wet and slippy
3: yeah i don't know i think today they're predicting a bit of rain but i don't know if we're going to get as much as what they said
2: well they said 20 30 mil but it's been raining all night though i have to say here
3: yeah, we only got spits again. and spats at bloody work, not nothing continual. But, yeah, mm. I wonder how his body capes, though, hey, with that sort of thing. He, he sort of hasn't really posted too much since that. Um,
2: It's not exactly going to be a golly. warm weekend either, is it? It's like Saturday morning, 8 degrees, Sunday morning, 9 degrees. Up on that mountain, it's going to be a lot colder. Yeah. That's why the kit is – um, that's why your
1: kit is uh, – hey, you, you know that he's going to do the most challenging event out yeah, of all of them. What whatever <laughs> whatever events are, are available he's picking the hardest
3: what did he say like i'm not just going to go run a 50k road running he goes, i want the one that's going to hurt and push everyone to the limits and see if i can beat them so yeah yeah that's yeah. yeah i think i think matilda would be happy that you did the 42k instead of the 122 this time
2: yeah 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 i want to get you into a marathon i know you've run further than that so but you haven't done a road marathon yet have you mate
3: not really, no. i done one, but it was a bit of a fail because my knee was banged up from the from at work on the Wednesday and all my meniscus on the side was all swollen. I had water on the knee and strapped it up and tried to do it, but it was a bit of a fail. Yeah, I'll, you, I'll do one.
1: You could have got a uh, – well, you were trying to get a ticket for Gold Coast really, weren't you, but it was sold out.
3: Yeah, it was sold out. And also Glenn Kidney said that – um he said to see how his uh, foot went, and he goes, if I decide to pull the pin, he said oh, – you. He goes, you want to do it? And I said, yeah, oh, yeah, I guess so. But see how you go first. I reckon there's every chance that you'll probably run. Because at that stage, i have seen him starting to do a few runs here and there. And he'd join you for a long run. Um, and then you going up and down the bloody train line with um Glenn Kidney's group. Uh, not Glenn, uh, Kim Dingle's group. Yeah. And he, he was joining in on that. So I'm assuming he just built up enough that he could do it and end up getting a PB. So he's pretty, I'd be pretty happy if I was him. That's a pretty phenomenal sort of achievement.
1: And, you know, at training on Tuesday nights at the striders, there's been a couple of times in the last say three weeks where we've been doing the reps and he's got invincibles on, I've got super shoes on and he's been in front of me like, and I'm doing a different set to them, but just so it's very similar. I'm just doing what Paul's told me to do, but it's close enough. And I can't catch Glenn. So like, I knew he was going good. Just through watching him out training, but you know I didn't know if he'd had the long stuff sort of ticked off, mm. but obviously all the work he'd done before he got injured, you know his legs just carried it through, so yeah, exciting Indeed. to see what he can do um when he gets a decent prep and and all the rest with no injuries,
3: yeah, definitely
2: there was a a blind runner in the half marathon, and uh they had someone running with them like they're tied to but they also had a runner in front of them to tell people to get out of the way because obviously if you're blind you can't see if there's someone in the way you're going to hit because it was very crowded mm. so they were saying uh blind runner cut in blind running behind move out of the way please yeah um and i noticed there was a lot of people uh, running with earphones in i don't know how they do it because they, you just can't hear people shouting at you Like i remember saying something to someone next to me and he just didn't, he just didn't move because now, so I got headphones in. It was a, there was a, there's probably, I think, fifty percent of people had headphones in. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, and
1: it, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but if you look at the rules, I'm pretty sure it's banned. You're not allowed to wear them.
2: Well, but, but, mate, there's so many, but it is thirty percent of your coordination comes from hearing, and uh, you. Um, you just can't. You just can't hear people shouting at you. A lot of people wear those ones where they go on the bone, which are better because you can still hear normal stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, I, they they're banned. But there's just there's so many people with them with them in in the half um, and uh, and the full as well. Not as many in the full, I don't think. Um, but yeah, it's um, even if you run with just one in, maybe you know. But obviously, some people need that to get through. But um, and also there was a backwards runner. Now the world record apparently for backwards running in a marathon is three hours, 20. And I actually near the start saw the guy and he was running backwards, was looking sort of looking over his shoulder, running backwards. And I thought it's hard enough running forwards. Ranger, why would you run backwards? Oh, yeah. He was running backwards. And I was like, quite oh, a long way to, to run and quite dangerous. I reckon there's a reason why our eyes are in the front of our head not the back, you know, but um, fair play to him running all that way backwards. And his style looked really good as well. He looked like he had a pretty good uh, – almost was like he was running forwards but in reverse. His knee lift and everything was um, was really good. But um, fair play if you want to Yeah, wanna do Hey, that. there's
3: a funny story. There's a fellow named Phil Rourke. Um, he works with Kylie. I ran into him years ago when I did that. You remember the one at Genesis? Uh, they did the like the half marathon and a 10k event, the Genesis out on Young's Crossing Road there. I think they did a, they have like a sports group there that they put sort of elite youth athletes that are coming through. <laughs> they're, they're a um, religious school over that way. They host, a, um, I think it's, I don't even think of the name but it's about a Piner of His.
1: Yeah, I think Pine I've River's, seen the results
3: for that. Point of His Half Marathon or something yeah. it's called or something like that. And he did the half, I first run into him there and Kylie said, I'll keep an eye out for Phil. He'll be doing the egg and spoon. So he has a, a raw egg on a spoon and run a half marathon balancing an egg. And at the Ooh. end, he run in, like when we're all finished, he comes running in going, where's the finish? Where's the finish? He still had the same egg on yeah. there. So anyway, a few months later, he was he was trying to break the world record for a 5K. He was at Sandgate Park Run. And he had the V formation of everyone in front of him. So he didn't trip up, you know what I mean? So to get people out of the way and he was running along and I'm pretty sure some of some of the faster boys were leading the pack and he's running along. I think he got 21 minutes or something. Can you imagine the focus you need Gee. just to hold us like a, a pro, just an egg on a spoon. Your arm
2: would hurt though.
3: I Damn. reckon just the balance oh, he has, but he does it all the time. And I seen just recently on Strava, <laughs> he did one over, I don't know, a half marathon somewhere, a trail run it was. Imagine Gee. how hard that would be. Yeah crazy okay. he must be trying to he, he's just obviously stuck at that but uh, they got the head you know the pat cash bloody um sweatbands and everything they had all them done up and they had shirts done the Eggman, and he's like running along i remember Eggman. seeing it crazy as but yeah he's um i think he's trying to break all sorts of records by doing that but um yeah going back to the backwards running that's got to hurt your hammies yeah. eh, i reckon yeah
2: obviously talking talking of crazy things uh, daniel buren and we've had on um the uh podcast twice, who won the Noosa 50 last year, was uh he's had a bit of a plantar fascia issue. And so he's been right doing a lot of riding and some cyclocross. And he was out riding and the photo of the Mercedes that hit him, he went up over the bonnet, hit the windscreen, smashed the windscreen and has dented the roof of the Mercedes as well. Oh. He is in a right strife in in hospital. He's lucky to be alive. Um I said, more importantly, how's the bike? And he said, Oh, that's gone. Um, the the driver has admitted fault. Well, um, but Daniel is still stuck in the PA hospital, awaiting um, surgery. He's, yeah. got they awesome. he's got stitches. He sent me the photo. He's got stitches all in his hamstrings, his chest. He's got. Looks like it's where the maybe the hoods of the bike have hit him. He's got two. His pecs are sliced open. His was chin's his
0: hand smashed
2: as well? open. He's he's got to go in back hand. in. I think he broke his wrist. He's got to have surgery in that. Um, yeah. he's just, yeah, uh, you know, his legs oh, are all bugger. smashed open. He's like, so he's got an extended stay in hospital. Yeah. Um, yeah, lucky to be um
1: alive. Yeah, he was messaging me saying congrats on the marathon, and I was asking him how he is, and he said his hands just mush. Like he reckons his hands just wrecked. They're mm. going to get
2: some comp on that, won't he? Get some compensation so for that. I hope so. He can't work. Oh, Um Yeah, it's like, um, he, I think he's got, a, they were waiting to put him back into surgery, I think. He's got to have something done. But mm. uh, oh. The Mercedes, have you seen the photo? Fa- have I seen his yeah. photo? Mercedes.
3: Yeah. At first, I thought he might have hit that car with his car, but then That's I realized, what I thought, yeah.
1: he he was driving the Merc first. I was no, like, man. oh, shit.
3: Yeah, but then you yeah. realize it's his body that's made all that, all those dents and broken the oh, yeah straight.
2: and I was actually I've been watching that Tour de France on Netflix series it was quite it was pretty it was pretty, um, pretty good and I was thinking oh um, yeah, I fancy going back out on the bike again for a little ride and Mathilde's like no <laughs>
1: <laughs> super dangerous man
2: it is okay. that's why it's one of the reasons why I stopped cycling is it's just too dangerous out there so um, it's bad enough around here I've got no footpath to run on just running so yeah um, yeah, but um, you've got to be careful. Great I'll chat.
3: Good yeah. shit, boys. Well done, fellas. You both achieved some pretty awesome stuff on the weekend. Yeah.
1: Excellent. Well done to everyone who ran. this weekend. we got some good races coming up. Jetty to Jetty coming up.
3: Yeah.
2: Two weeks' time. to half. Mate, and Jetty we're doing... to Jetty,
1: Logan Marathon that you did, that's coming up. we got,
2: well, actually in Heaps. four weeks just under is Race the Rue at Landsborough. It's uh, I think it's a 1k loop and there's someone dressed as a kangaroo on a push bike and every lap they get a little bit fast, a little bit faster. You just got to beat them across the line and then uh, you wait a few minutes go again. I think they have a couple of like five minute breaks so you can get the loo and stuff. Usually it's one in about 26 to 28 laps. I think they let the last three sprinted out, but we've entered that. It's 50 bucks. You get a singlet and a medal. So, um, we're going to go up uh, for that in uh, at the end of the month. So race the roue, look it up on the calendar. Should be a good laugh.
1: Wicked. All right, boys. All right, All right. let's go. Yeah, we'll catch us later.
3: Yep. Yeah. Wicked. Recover world, boys. well,
1: boys. That's right. Thanks, mate.
0: Welcome.
4: Welcome! Welcome, 2023 Gold Coast Marathon runners. I honour and I salute you because you have chosen to do something hard. And hard is good. Hard tests you. Your marathon's going to test your body. It's going to test your mind. test your spirit. Ahead of you lies 42.2 kilometers to glory. Remember the first 30 kilometers is just a warm-up. The marathon starts at 30 kilometers. The marathon is the last 12 kilometers. Run smart, do not disrespect the marathon. Know your why, when you hit the wall and you will, you will ask why, be prepared. You follow in the footsteps of the first and the greatest marathon runner of all time, Fidipides, who two and a half thousand years ago ran from Marathon to Athens and gave his life for his people. You are his legacy. The marathon is his legacy. Make Fidipides proud. Make yourselves proud. And embrace the struggle, because the harder the struggle, the greater the reward. Struggle, exhaustion, pain are temporary. The marathon is forever. Celebrate your why. Celebrate your 2023 Gold Coast Marathon.
0: Close your eyes Leave all your troubles behind Yes, it's fine Come pick it with me In my imagination In my imagination Well, sometimes my mind plays these tricks on me sometimes And I'll find that my mind Climbs higher than it should climb oh, my imagination I'm contemplating hesitating on exploiting my mind. We should find in time I will find that will shine with the bone that shine. You can put a time on my mind. Show me these purple elephants, a twisted intelligence, extension of tolerance, dimension of flowers in my mind. Stop. Fuck! Did you find? Ain't nothing in help but why? Subliminal no messages can't breathe. Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. Well, sometimes our minds play these tricks on us Sometimes we find that our minds, they climb higher And they should climb on our imagination contemplation, hesitating on exploiting My mind, we should find in time Our minds, they will shine with the want shine You can put the time on minds so you'll be the Purple elephants, A twisted intelligence Extension on tolerance Dimension on blindness In my mind Stop, rewind Now what the fuck did you find Ain't nothing in here but why Supplemental, I can't breathe I can't breathe Close your eyes Leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come giggle with me in my imagination, in my imagination. Close your eyes. Leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come giggle with me in my imagination. I'm contemplating, hesitating on in my mind, 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 mind.